Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is the 6th of March and we are joined as usual by two dogs and no, well, no cats. So we've been awake for a long time. Yeah. I basically was awake all night. So this is going to be a great day and a great podcast. Why are you awake all night? I don't know. I just did not sleep. It was one of those nights where I didn't sleep. So, um, I'm tisking my lips. <laughs> we have plenty to talk about. Maybe we should dispense with the witty banter because yeah. I don't have any. <laughs> and I can't remember what my life is even like on account of the no sleep. But a lot of, I, we, there was a lot happening on the on the interwebs last week and yeah well, we should, we, well we, you wrote it. an article about uh, so the, uh, the, the, the uh, author for the gospel coalition who is also on the new what is it called the keller keller center tim keller has this new apologetics uh yeah, it's supposed to be like cultural cultural apologetics thing that he's doing, and you know, now there's now there's a, I'm I have a question: Is okay. he actually doing it, or is it named after him? I don't know because I thought he was retiring. I, yeah, I don't know. He's he's got pancreatic cancer, and I, I know he's very. I don't know if he's very sick right now because he's in remission. I'm not sure what. But it's really it's one of the worst kinds of cancer you can get. Um, so we should pray for him. But he, you know, his his methodology of apologetics has been under fire for this some year. time. <laughs> well, yeah, for this year, yeah. Um, feels interminable though, doesn't right, it? This year feels right. like it's been a thousand years. So part of the the argument has been over what kind of world we live in. Do we live in what uh, Aaron Rind called a negative world, or do we live in neutral world? And what that means is, what's the stance of our culture with relation in relationship to the to Christianity is 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 our culture a hostile one, in which you know no matter how nice you are and how how um, kindly you articulate the the truths of the faith, you're gonna you're going to receive anger and hatred in response, and so there's no there's no need to be really winsome in the situation like that. You you just have to kind of say the truth and and be bold. Kind of like so. Is this a world like Acts, like what the apostles inhabited in Acts, where there there was just hostility on the part of of the wider culture, and in particular those who have power, or is it kind of neutral world? And that's a neutral world is the is the, the time when the culture doesn't isn't necessarily isn't necessarily a Christian culture, but they're not hostile to Christianity either. They're just kind of made some, some basic moral assumptions, basic ethical assumptions. They're kind of sort of shared with basically the eighties. Yeah, the eighties and nineties, where where most people in the in the nineties didn't believe that early nineties anyway, didn't believe that there should be gay marriage. That there but now the majority does. So there's a huge shift. And not, and so much that shift shift has been so great that to hold a biblical view on marriage is is considered evil now like right? in the 90s i had to come out as a christian at college but people thought it was quaint they didn't think it was evil evil and now it's pretty much evil if you come out as a christian just by saying the laying out the groundwork 
you've answered the question of whether we live in a negative world or not. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think it's pretty clear we live in a negative world. And what that means is that some of the, the, the apologetics you might use in the 90s can't, isn't going to help you. And, and no matter how winsome you are, how, and then winsome is the word that, that it's a new buzzword. evangelicals use. When, I think that, I'm it's, not like sure lamin, lamin, it. it's like lamentation or whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. But it's like, so you're, you're so, I wouldn't say nice, but you're so kind of. Well, you, you don't want to do a direct run on somebody's worldview. So you'll kind of go take the gospel in at an indirect angle. Right. You'll use a lot of, the cultural stuff and try to work the gospel in indirectly. I I say this as a person who prefers non-direct communications, you know, in personal communications. I don't like it when people come up and say, you're wrong about this. I'd rather they sort of, well, never say that one, but (laughs) but I don't know. There's other ways of communicating your disapprobation with someone. So I think it's a, a sort of a very human thing to say to to want to be quote winsome, meaning we're not going to just walk up to a random person on the street and say you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, but part of the winsome thing, part of the winsome, the part of the winsome methodology is not just not being direct. It's it's uh, you know, you're 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 giving the truth to people in a way or maybe doling it out. You're not, yeah, you know, you, so hell doesn't have to be the first thing we talk about. Sexuality doesn't have to be the first thing we talk about. Let's talk about, you know, just justice. Let's talk about, we, go, we can all agree on justice. Let's build a bridge together. And, and then, then we can talk about, you know, Christians kind of think justice um, in regard to sexuality looks this way, whereas you say it looks this way. So let's talk about that. Um, which again works in, or might work. I'm not saying it works, but it, it could work in a, a neutral world. But in a negative world, the minute you say, "Oh, and Christians kind of think about justice and sexuality in this way," that's the minute that you're canceled. Yeah. Um, and you, if you, if you articulate clearly the Christian, the Christian view the Christian or something. View. I do feel like the sort of idea of winsomeness is, and I don't want to be uncharitable at all, of course, but is secret sensitive mm. only more intellectual like the winsomeness was mm. wanting to have the idea of a purpose-driven life except that they wanted it to be much less uh crass right. than that which a purpose-driven life was for the masses it was populist kind of christianity purpose-driven church too. purpose-driven church and that is sort of i can see why most people would not most a few people a lot of people loved it, yeah. But a few people shuddered and thought, like, "Well, that's really, it's crass. It's culturally right. coded for lower people." And so let's have kind of a similar idea, but let's make it intellectual instead of just pandering to people's felt needs. And so it was coded for a more elite audience you just don't see a lot of it in the bible you, you don't see i mean i mentioned acts a minute ago i mean every single sermon so far in acts that the, the apostles that peter has preached so far meaning in our sermon series yeah has been like some other people could just be has been the, the, the sermons have been you killed the son of god god raised him from the dead 
repent. That's that's the, that's the basic outline. So so Peter goes right at the besetting sin of the crowds and and and, and doesn't mince any words or pull any punches. He just says, "You have done this terrible thing, and you must you must repent." And that's basically the model that that prevails throughout Acts. You, you know, when he's talking to Gentile, when Paul is preaching in on Mars Hill, I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't uh, mince words there either. I mean, that's all. That's often uh, Peter's or me, Paul's sermon to the philosophers in Athens is kind of sometimes looked at as the as as a, a good model for cultural engagement, cultural engagement and the winsome approach. But but read it. I mean, he he basically says you're worshiping. You're all, you're all idolaters, and you and, need to repent because now God has sent His Son, and He's 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 no longer going to be patient with you. And so, nobody believed; like He comes away with like one convert. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. that didn't go over well. Well, but I mean, if you that wasn't His fault. Calculated was, in right. human terms, though, like the city of Athens did not begin to flourish. Right. Some philosophers as would. Christian. Right, but that wasn't a flaw in His method. He just he was telling the truth. He he could, he did the same thing that, that was going on in Acts. Just well, I just pulled out think, there. I mean, I think a lot of people now would feel free to look at Paul's strategy in Athens and say, well, he probably did it wrong. No, no, he didn't. He's, no, he's I know he didn't do I know he didn't. Right. But that, like, the yeah. judgment of, the judgment is over the scripture. That Some people are doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, but the, so, and a lot of people who would do that maybe. Uh, people who who focus on tactics a lot, focus on on methodology of persuasion, tend to have an assumption about human nature that that I don't think the Bible um, allows us to have, which is that is that conversion is a matter of coaxing or persuasion, or that if you just say the right words, use the right formula, someone's going to uh, going to be brought to faith. That's a very kind of finnish way of thinking about human. The one. Uh, exception to that is Greg Kokel, right. yeah. who like does understand human nature and sort of. I feel like that's a proper definition of winsomeness. Well, by tactics, I don't mean his his idea is to bring people face to face with their the flawed thinking and their sin, and he does right. that by asking questions by Socratic method. Yeah, I guess you could say that's winsome in some way. I feel like that's right, right. pretty winsome. <laughs> and it's... and I should we go back and hasten. Tim Keller is a reformed person, so he doesn't have he doesn't share those. Uh, he doesn't have a Finney-esque view of human nature. Although I would say that some, that the winsome philosophy of apologetics does, like you were saying, have more in line, is more in line with the attractional church model. And that is, a, that that does buy into a lot of understand, a lot of the Finney-esque or Pelagian understandings of human nature, which the human being is able to make a decision. And so you just got to find the right formula to get that, that human being to make that decision. If you know better, you do better. Right. If you know better, you do better. So um, we're far afield of where we should be. But. Right. So anyway, <laughs> the, the Keller Center <laughs> debuted last week with Josh Butler. And I... What did Josh Butler do? Josh Butler, had, they put an article that was like an excerpt from his forthcoming book, which I, I don't even know if that's going to happen now. And the internet lost its mind, its tiny mind, over <laughs> Josh Butler's... Um, I would say, speaking as an Anglican, an elegant way of expressing a Christian truth, which was that uh, marriage reflects the gospel. I really, 
as speaking as an Anglican did feel uncomfortable with the way that he, for me, it was, it was way explicit. I don't think that you need to talk about sex explicitly. I find that personally unhelpful. That said, that's pretty much as far as my critique is going to go because he wasn't saying like, we should talk, we should say what the article's about. I mean, but, it's on my sub. I wrote about Anne it wrote about it on her Substack. By the way, you should subscribe to Anne's Substack because she's a good writer, and ultimately, we're going to be poor. Oh <laughs> so, well, I'm so, gonna sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> monetize, and I've been thinking about yeah. it a lot. But I think because I'm trying to balance, just to go down a rabbit trail, I'm trying to balance my great desire to be read with my also desire to order uh, afford a cup of coffee. So I think I'm going to end up blogging on Substack um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and paywalling two of those probably like Tuesday and Thursday. For now, everything's free. But at some point, hopefully I'll remember to announce it whenever I decide to do it. I'm going to just, and it won't be expensive. It will be very cheap. But if you don't want to do that, you can also just like support my work. I figured out. You could just send us money, right? I mean, you could do well, people, I haven't turned it on. It says, do you want to turn this on? People are pledging. <laughs> That's really beautiful, wonderful and generous. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Um, I already have some pledges. I just don't know how this works. Yeah. So now after yeah. that word from our sponsor. Yeah. The word from our sponsor let's get back is. back to Josh. <laughs> Josh but, I just like Substack. It's so <laughs> easy to blog and people are able to comment, even though I haven't had a chance to comment. And there's a thing that says podcast. There's a podcast feature. Oh, we should put a podcast. And maybe we should maybe we should monetize our podcast. Right? No, no. Our, I, our, how much is our listener willing to pay? That not, not <laughs> he's not willing to pay. She, Zer is not willing to pay. But the um, I might try to do other things. I just really like the way that it 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 just feels like so much freer out from under the burden of social media with their make your bricks without straw. That's what I, yeah, I just feel really happy. So. Okay. Now back to Josh. Back to Josh. (laughs) Josh So he wrote the article he wrote, you wrote, you, you reviewed it. And okay. So he, so it has been um, from the time that God started revealing the scriptures, there has been, um, there has been a connection between marriage and God's relationship with his people. And that connection was formed actually in, in, in the beginning in Genesis one, when God made the male and female and Paul tells us that he did that because he was going to join them together in marriage. And that was going to be about the church. The, the whole purpose of, of marriage when, when God put Adam to sleep and made a, a woman from his flesh and then joined them together was so that now we are both part of, God, of the body of Christ and we're as the church, his bride. That was, that was, so it's not that it, the church is kind of God, Christ and his church are kind of a neat little, um, a neat little picture of marriage, but marriage is a picture of Christ and his bride. It's, that's what it's about. So now that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, right? And, and, and if you want to see how 
the character of God is revealed in scripture and you go and you actually read the whole Old Testament, you'll see that God uses some, for Anglicans, pretty crude feeling yeah. uh, metaphors for idolatry. And he accuses... <laughs> I mean, he gets pretty explicit. He gets pretty explicit for how he thinks it, the church is Israel is behaving. Selling herself to other, other gods. Like she's trying to pay other people to have sex with her. Yeah. And it's, it's very, very, it's very explicit, very explicit. And, and there's places in Ezekiel and, uh, well, we just won't, we just don't like to speak of that sort of thing. <laughs> we don't like to speak. Do we? Um, yeah. So, uh, so the question then is, so how, how much detail ought one to go in into when describing the relationship between a husband and wife sexually and making that also about Christ and his church. I think that uh, there are things you might, and you, you put this in your article, there are, there are aspects of a husband and wife sexual relationship that are definitely uh, might wait, make one think of the union between Christ and his church, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we, we speak of these things. <laughs> in a, in I mean, I think article. you can sort of, there's, gesture towards them yeah, yeah. linguistically so, so, but you don't have to you don't have to be super crude or not i guess i think that's it's not a crude thing no but there are ways of, of talking about it that make it crude but that i mean having said that so the way that people have behaved now and its aftermath is far more crude than the original article, right? Well, we can. So, 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 for example, the 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 fathers of the church were pretty explicit in some of the their their use of this. this they're thinking about this analogy, and then the reformers too. I mean, Martin Luther he wasn't explicit, but but he's he's working with the same concept. He says the conjugal life. This is a, in a sermon that he preached on um, the wedding feast from Matthew Matthew's Gospel. The parable of the wedding feast. The conjugal life of a man and wife should be a great, beautiful, and wonderful sign and a tangible yet spiritual picture that points out something special, excellent, and great, hidden to and inconceivable by human reason, namely Christ and his church. So there, Martin Luther's talking about the conjugal life, the sexual life of a husband and a wife should be pointing people to Christ and his church. Now, but that's all, he doesn't go into more detail about how exactly that happens. And there's where Josh Butler seems to have went on and said he what went he into some pretty explicit descriptions of the sexual act and the female being hospitable and male being Can whatever. I just say um, though, yeah. I just love that in the in the in the, the part of my personality that's a troll. <laughs> I love that he did that because evangelicalism has been full big on the um hospitality question for a while i've been like really <laughs> right, right. you know there's pronoun hospitality there's we need to be hospi hospitable that's like a whole thing about the winsomeness is being hospitable right and he's pretty much destroyed that word i don't know of anybody who's going to be able to say the word hospitable yes. now without yeah and i'm really happy about that i mean i he... thought that was that 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 stretching of hospitality to include you know, eventually accepting false teaching 
was pretty bad. I yeah. don't, I don't like that. So I'm glad that now we can't even say that because. <laughs> right. I mean, he referred to the woman's womb as the holy of holies, and he just like kind of, he really he went to <clears throat> so much so that um, yeah, I, I, it, we can't we can't read it. We can't we can't even read excerpts of it. I don't think. So. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, no. And so I we're not. We're not we you, can never you can, speak if you feel like you want to go and look at that, you can go or read. You that, have to you find it in that. the Wayback Machine because yeah. the Keller Center has taken it down. No, I think it's still up, isn't it? No, they took everything away. I think it's it's linked. I, I looked at it this morning. I think. Um, so, regardless. Um, okay, that's round one. And in internet world. Everyone was kind of having a good time, laughing at this. It's not the big deal. I, it turns out that round two is where everybody starts behaving really, really badly. Right. So, the first part was where both people on the, both conservative Christians and uh, non-Christian, quote-unquote Christian progressives were didn't like the article, but they didn't like it for different reasons. The conservative side said didn't really like it because it was too explicit. It was, it was you don't there's no need to go to that. What kind of like we've been saying? It's too too detailed, and we can't draw the exegetically that God and His Church are are the Christ and His Church are like our our, our husband and bride doesn't mean you can go. Doesn't mean you can take every aspect of a relationship between a husband and a wife and make a Christ church analogy to it. Um, so exegetically, it's not quite the way we do it. Do it too much, too far <laughs> in, that, in, in that direction. But the but the left, you know, immediately it's it's misogyny, right? So 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 the, and the reason they're saying misogyny is well, well, the way this is presented is the sexual act is is the woman's worth is just to be hospitable to the man. In a sexual way, which I didn't think that was what he was saying. No, he wasn't saying yeah. that. I think that's and, so funny. And the, and the like, womb becomes like his temple, and it's just just a weird. So it presents sex as, um, uh, the woman's only worth, and I didn't think he did that at all. I don't think he did that at all, and I think it's funny that they always think that because whenever you start talking about. Se- they they all want to talk about sex, but then the minute you start talking about sex, which they wanted you to do, <laughs> then they're like, stop being a misogynist. No one is, it's like, I mean, no one's saying that a woman's only worth is found in the male gaze. <laughs> no one ever said that, but right. they're always saying, oh, well, that's what you're, that's what you guys think. But no, actually listen to what people think. Yeah. And then then we could maybe you know have an interesting conversation but we never can well but they've used, always go there right they're using this to go after complementarianism that's what yeah. that's the, the ultimate target here is um well this is how complementarians think about sex this is how this is a complementarians are misogynists we we know that so and this is just this is more evidence of that fact um when i think what they mean by misogynist is basic humanity basic human relationships like the basic male female inherent the way human beings relate to one another um if they're not ideologically indoctrinated into leftism is misogyny for them for them right because there's there's definitely a distinction of how we relate to one another as male and female that they don't like um and uh, well this is a bigger conversation i'm mm-hmm. not going to go in uh, just and yet they like they employ it all the time. I mean, they use it for their own purposes. They all talk as women and men. Yeah, you know the progressive quote. Right. Even right. Well, Beth Allison Barr says that you can't 
she's like she was going crazy last week and so so is wait we can we mention her name Kristen demay over this whole thing about how uh this is just a, another example of how all complementarianism for bethel's and Barry, all complementarianism is inherently abusive it's going to be you're going to have abuse and so when you point out to her oh well there's you know egalitarian circles where there's abuse well that's because they're really patriarchal yeah yeah they're, they're white <laughs> it's because they're white that's what it was because <laughs> if the reason there's the reason there's any abuse in egalitarian circles is because of whiteness right yeah, so, so, so you can't yeah. falsify her ideology, her ideology at all it's always going to be yeah, because you're wrong <laughs> i decided <laughs> because you disagree with me i decided you're an abuser um, <laughs> so, which, which speaking of, I mean, intellectually and seriousness, that's <laughs> intellectual and seriousness. This is just the cream on the top of the cake, but okay. So misogynists were in crazy. They didn't like the, they didn't like the, <laughs> that's really great. Huh? The misogynists oh, I'm were sorry. Going crazy. The, the, uh, <laughs> the I, I'm, I'm going to stick with that because I think. I think the radical egalitarian is, misogyn- is a misogynist because they they they're they're uh, intent on erasing something essential about the feminine and the masculine. But okay, so <laughs> so the 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 left was going crazy about misogyny with all the usual suspects screaming. There, so Kate May, Allison Barr, who, who's that other woman that who writes the sex book? Uh, Sheila Gregoire. Sheila Gregoire. And yeah, I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and plug my Substack right. again because for some reason somebody sent the, the publisher sent me Sheila Gregoire's latest book. I did not read The Great Sex Rescue. I wasn't interested mm-hmm. in it at all. But for some reason, I've received a book with a hot pink cover <laughs> about how we are to raise our daughters. And I've decided to take the gift for what it is and blog about it on Great. my Substack so you can follow me and read my thoughts about that but she was she lost her mind last week over this yeah well so there are demands like there's from there were demands from the woke side that tgc should take the article down and fire josh butler and no one and all of his uh everyone who's endorsed his book should needs to make a public renunciation. I mean, it was just, it, it became, it, it went from reasonable objection to an explicit article to, okay, let's start the show trials. When are we, who, how, how many people are going to line up and shoot publicly for, for endorsing this book or for, or for put, putting this book out. And so uh, long story short, and this is where I think it, one of the most cowardly, several of the most cowardly, Wicked well, things happened. I'm really shocked that people put their name on this book, right? And then withdrew their names and so said Josh, they were sorry, right? The the, the the what was published in the, by Josh Butler was the first chapter of a book that was endorsed by lots of people, which you assume they read it, which we all found out was a wrong assumption. I, no, I think they read it. You think they did? I think I don't think that all of them didn't read it. Who said they didn't read? It. I think they probably read it, and they thought it was fine because it's. And they thought it was Christian. fine, but now that the politics have changed, shift and shifted, and uh, suddenly Josh Butler is a misogynist, then you have to then you have to distance yourself. You, then you've got to. It's it's what you see in communist regimes when when so when someone becomes an enemy of the state, everybody flees. You're I mean, isolated, right? It was really um, 
Uh, Are you sorry? Is that your alarm? It's no, time that to was, wake up. someone was calling me. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you won't, can't take the call. I, I, yeah, I, I'm so shocked because the government didn't come in and tell them to do this. Right. Like no corporation came and said, you better cancel this book. This is quote evangelicalism policing itself right and i'm i'm really not shocked. Pl- not policing i mean it's it was it was canceling itself this is this is just destruction uh so so first the first thing started happening was people removing their endorsements endorsements right and i just i i just want to i want to you know pause for a moment and say no, like take the fall. If you endorse a book, right? Take the fall for the book. That's why you put your name on it. Yeah, and so and so if, if you so, find out that there's something in the book that you missed or that was or that was inappropriate, you say, "Well, I still thought it was a good book, or I wouldn't have endorsed it." I I, made a, I, I don't agree with every bit everything in that book, but I think it's a fine book, so I endorse it. I was really, I I feel, you know, as they say, worked up about this because I did get some lovely people to endorse my book the first time and then the second time. And those people were so careful. I was an unknown quantity and those people combed over my book. They were like, they didn't give me an outright. Yes. They were like, I don't know, send me the thing. And I was like, for sure, please don't put your name on this if you don't want to. And, um, they, they read it and then they were very happy to endorse it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the content of the book. And so I was really grateful for that. And I didn't know that I, I've been asked to endorse books. I read those books and then I wrote endorsements. I do think it's very hard to get into the sort of, there's a formula that you have to follow. You do have to be a little bit hyperbolic. You're supposed to say, this is the best book that's ever been written. But I, in each case that I endorsed a book, I tried to write something about the book that I, that I did find interesting and helpful, like something, pull out some, something unusual or peculiar about the book or something that they Mm -hmm. actually did. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, right. It could be a, a scam, all endorsements, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And, um, I'm really shocked actually. I'm just really shocked that they would behave like whoever these yeah, people were. I, I've never heard look, of them, but right. Take the shame on yourself. And I do feel, I do feel a lot of sympathy for Josh Butler because yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it just it's, a, it's, a, it's from, an it's exciting thing to get have a book published, right? You, remember yeah. you, you were about to have your book published. You were really excited and looking forward to getting the boxes, and you had all the endorsements set up. And imagine like everyone just pulling their name out of your book and like who you had counted on. Because they, you assume they read it, and, right? And and then suddenly they just pull out because because there's a woke mob, there's a woke scolding mob on the on the rampage, and they just, just they're they're too cowardly to stick by their endorsements. I'm um, I'm really so like, I, I think yeah that everybody should pray for the Butler family because I this is first of all he didn't say anything that was you know wicked and untrue. Yeah, it was just it, uh, yeah okay maybe it was. It wasn't wicked, no. It was, it was, it was untrue. It, it, ah. Well, we haven't read the book, have we? So. Yeah, so 
I don't know. I don't know, but that's not how this needs It wasn't to go heretical, down. let's put it that way. Right. It was, there was no heresy there and there was no misogyny there. So there's no reason to like run screaming from the book. I mean, if he came out and said, yeah, Jesus is not the son of God and, you know, the Trinity is a bunch of bunk. I mean, and you just missed that, missed that in your, <laughs> your endorsement. Okay, I can see. Ah, uh, I just, I didn't make a mistake in endorsing this. But that's on you though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really your fault. And so you don't. And, and all the, all the, not all of them, many of the letters coming out of this thing where people are removing their endorsements are so smarmy and virtue signaling. It's just. That's, I, I do feel like something essential, maybe it was already broken. Yeah. But like something broke um, in Christendom yesterday, the last week. It's, it's, it's very, <clears throat> look, I'm, I, 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 in addition to studying I'm on my 11th biography of Hitler. I, I, oh also, I also find Stalin fascinating. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Like I'm reading Heavenly Participation, the gender book. I'm almost out of Sheila Gregoire. <laughs> You're reading about Stalin. Right. Well, I'm, I'm reading a book about meaning. I'm reading, um, a book in French. <laughs> so, but this is how it works. So this is how Stalin, this is how the great purge works, right? Or you, uh, somebody says something that is off of the party line. that doesn't, doesn't fit with the, the present articulation of Orthodox Marxism as Stalin has, has pronounced it. And right? it changes, right? And it so changes, you have right? to so, keep so, up. Well, it changes when you want to get rid of somebody. Right. Right. So, so, uh, so maybe you know, a month ago, it would have been fine to say, hey, maybe we should um, ease up on, <clears throat> on, on collectivizing farms for just a few months to get, get, let the economy catch up to our, our destroy, destroying of it, destruction of it. <laughs> um, well, that might have been where the party was two months ago, but now the party shifted and they go back and they find what you said two months ago and then you're on trial. And you have to, you have to, and if you want to, if you want to, if you want your family not to be arrested and put to si- and put into Siberia, you're already going to be shot in the head. When the show trial happens, you, your fate is sealed. You're going to, you're going to die. But if it's you don't want your family to die, you have to confess that you're, you're part of the reactionary, some kind of reactionary band that's trying to destroy the communist party in Russia. And then you get shot, but your family lives. Maybe. Um, so, uh, but everyone like immediately once, once you're charged with, with deviation from the party line, everyone scatters. You, 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 nobody has anything to do with your, your, your enemy, your, you need to be, you need to be, uh, canceled in a real way, in a real way. Okay, that's, this, that's the same dynamic going real, on here. That's the dynamic. Cancel. That's the dynamic. Like, everyone scatters. Uh, everyone who was your friend doesn't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Um, this now I, he 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 ultimately after all these things were coming out these uh these renunciations um of the of their endorsements were coming out then the Tim Keller Center well they pull they, it they pull the book and they they took him off from being a fellow right well did he resign did they put him off regardless right, right, they right, regardless right. he resigned they accepted his resignation. And he, sh- they should have said, cause, cause he, I mean, he probably said, he probably thought to himself, well, look, I'm putting them in a very difficult situation, so I should resign. And they should have said, nope, nope, we, you, we, we published your article. 
we decided to do that. We published your first chapter. Right. And you're, this is on us, not just you. So what so we're going to do is we're going to stick down. by you and we're going to say, okay, maybe we disagree some with a little bit with this first, what he said in this article, but, but no, you're a fellow in this organization and you're going to remain a fellow. But instead they, whoever is in charge of the Tim Keller uh, center should be ashamed of themselves. You're, you're, you're a coward. Yeah. You, I, mean, that, I mean, just like, yeah. and I mean, now, um, who, well, we'll see who's willing to be published and promoted by them. Like, if I was a, a person who I would hadn't, never put anything oh on TMZ like, ever. You, they do not have your back. I mean, now now a precedent has been established. It, it, okay, it, but is this, is, it's un, under TGC. Yeah. Like, so. Don't, don't put, don't, I mean, I, 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 there's some really good people who work at TGC uh, who I love and I think are, are solid. Um, you know, Kevin DeYoung is one of them. My goodness, is really good. But, but, but they if, if they're going to fold uh, when the woke scolds get mad, get get on the warpath, then nobody's nobody's safe. You can't put anything there. So this is why I just think that if you're a conservative Christian and you're a writer, um, you need to be careful about what publications you you submit your publications to or is this a publication that will, will, will stand by you or is it if, if, if it's trending woke and tgc has been trending woke over the last several years then you can answer that question no they will not stand by me i mean now compared to the the publication we write for like christian research institute yeah they've been they're... which has been spectacular you wrote an article last year about but was it beth allison barr no, it was the revoice. Oh, revoice, right? And, and they and I made people angry, and they also they they did they had my back beforehand. They combed through that. Yeah. They, I had sixty yep. plus endnotes. They did not. We they made me be careful. They they went over that and over that. They were not going to have my. They weren't going to publish something that they couldn't stand on i mean that's you got to do it on the front end the laziness right or whatever this is but yeah i i i feel like this has some resonant notes with the thomas acord stuff um and i have i'm having the same physiological reaction to it like watching twitter i was shocked and heartbroken for josh butler like Christians should remember that these are real people. Right. And they should remember that um, we're all going to die too. Like, right. there's no more waiting for the beast to eat those other people first. Like, it's coming for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's got to be a way for you to sort of count the cost if you're going to be in the world and be there for other Christians that's part one. Part two is how um, we are not, we are used to certain levels of being wrong, certain kinds of being wrong right. are okay, and other kinds of being wrong are not okay. Mm -hmm. And that needs to shift off. Like, you've got to be there for people who are not 100% correct all the time. But. Yeah. You, yeah. When, you wrote, when you published an article for Revo about Revoice, there was, there was, it, it was behind the scenes 
but there was a, a concerted effort to have you canceled, yeah. to have to have the CRJ take the article down, issue an apology, and you know, yeah. but they said no. Yeah, they were. Really they said we're not going to do so, that. And it was, so, and it was. So relieved. They published the. They published the uh, a letter to the editor by one of the people who were trying to cancel you. But that's that's it. And they they responded to, they it, responded very, to it very, very, very effectively. I thought. I was um, so grateful. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think what needs to happen. I mean, if you're a writer or you're a content provider, content. Um, we need Maybe. to build organizations that are immune to woke scolding. That won't won't bend and won't bolt. so so you you need to find a way of getting your your work out that doesn't depend on the the backbone. Of, I mean that's just really hard because yeah. the mob is going to come for you at one point or another, or all of us. And well, this is why I like what Doug Wilson has done in Moscow. Right, he's got his own publishing company. He's got his own school. He's got his he's got his own charming. No, but he's he's cancel proof. You can't cancel him. I mean, yeah. You, what are you going to do? Because he has his own publishing company, his own publishing, his own podcast, his own church, his own, uh, of course, Jesus' church, but he's got his own, but, but there's nobody who's going to, who's going to come in and, and Doug Wilson could say whatever he wants and he does. Yeah. And that gives a safe space for right. people to. Speaking of safe spaces. Speaking of safe Say things. That you don't have to be like I've enjoyed the conversation about Christian nationalism. He they published a book that was controversial, and that has given room for people to kind of work out what they mean by that. And there's a lot of different ideas about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have there hasn't had to be like an orthodox position on Christian nationalism right out of the gate. We can yeah think about it for a bit. Like we live in a negative world, so first of all. There is no Christian nation, but but I, I admire that they like, didn't immediately remove Stephen Wolf's book from publication. They just <laughs> let yeah. the conversation happen, and it's scary. Sure, we're all scared, but we have to talk while there's daylight. Right, like you have to create your content while you can. Right, and you should have other people's backs. Yeah, so I mean, TGC should have kept the article up and said, "Let's have a debate. Let's have a discussion." Yeah. What? What? So we don't think that this is heretical. We think it's we maybe it went too far, but we in the, in the analogy they made, but it's not heretical. So let's talk about. They could have had another article put up right. in with the Keller Center, like somebody who did a counterpoint. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a thing that could have could happen in Christian spaces. I'm just. I think this is a really. This is a day. Uh, this is like the day um, that Rachel Held Evans died hmm. in terms of a, a shift and change in the trajectory of how this is going. The, the when, Chris, when Rachel Held Evans died, I can't remember what I said, but that was, I mean, you can see how, how this is going and the response at her death, um, which was tragic. It was tragic. But suddenly on that day, Christians were not to say this person who is, it's a tragedy that she died. We pray that she repented and believed in Christ and is in heaven. But everything she taught was wrong. Everything she taught was wrong. Right. She did incredible damage to evangelicalism in her writing. 
and she should never have been lionized and made into a martyr. Right. And that was a great tragedy. Okay. Well, but nobody wanted to say that. And now Christians are forgetting quote Christians that that. what she said, what she wrote undermined the text, destroyed people's faith, sparked the evangelical movement into a a fury, a Mm -hmm. fire. And I don't know. I feel like this you day is like that day. Really, yeah, and people, I got people in tried like, to got cancel you for that. a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, you said you wrote that. Where You wrote it somewhere. Patheos. Patheos, right. People were super. They wanted you canned from Patheos. Yeah. Um, I just think that this is this day is like that day. And it's a bad day. It's a really bad day. And um, I think we should ask for God's mercy because... Christians have to figure out what time it is. You can't, we can't just go on as if <laughs> this isn't heading towards the apocalypse. Right. You know, one, one, um, so, so speaking of Doug Wilson and, you know, just mentioning his name in, in the paper, paper, right? Will you, will you, <laughs> you're canceled today anyway, but mentioning Doug Wilson, you, you wrote, an, you read an article by him. Was it last week? That was, it was, had a, a very good, analogy for what the way christians are behaving in yeah, the public sphere right now really good. so there's a there's a there's a city and it's surrounded by a wall and there's a watchman on the wall who's noticing and this is all from ezekiel of course who's noticing the enemy approaching right you can see it across the hill it's like he's got good eyesight so you right. can see the enemy coming and he's he, and his job is to ring a bell when he sees the when enemy. he sees the enemy so he keeps ringing the bell so he keeps ringing the bell uh warning trying to warn the people in the city but there's another guy next to him. There's one on either side. One on either side. Okay. One of the guys on one side is his actual enemy. Like the, the enemy is approaching and that guy is a, is on the side of the enemy and has already infiltrated the city. But the guy on the other side isn't facing out towards the enemy. He's looking back in towards the city and he's complaining about stuff happening inside the city. Right. So so he's like he's not on the side of the, the enemy, but, but he's in league with the guy who is on the side of the enemy. Basically, like they're the he's same like same things, right? Supporting emotionally, getting his emotional support animal is the actual enemy right. of of the city, and he's he's complaining about how people are mowing their lawns and and suburbia and how dumb everybody the idolatry of marriage. <laughs> Meanwhile, like the they're, enemy trans- is approaching. they're transing the kids. Right. Well, I'm going farther than he did. Outside the wall, they're like transing <laughs> the kids. And and inside they're like um So that's like the woke yeah. Christian critique of the church. Well, I actually I think woke is heretical, but like, so that's the people who are more are, are woke adjacent who are criticizing crit- spending all of their energy fuming about you know, Josh Butler. Um, meanwhile, yeah, there's no attention to transing the kids. So they're, 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 they're whacking and they're also whacking at the guy ringing the bell. Cause they think he's, yeah, yeah. They're really angry with him. And why are like, you ringing the bell? Why, stop you, ringing that yeah, bell. Think, like, why are you worried about what's going on outside the walls? It. Think about what's happening inside the walls and how terrible things are in the church. Um, so, so yeah, so the, uh, yeah, I would say, People like Barr and Dumay and Gregor are on the other on the on the side of those who are coming from outside the walls to, to destroy the church, and they're they're in league with them, and they're launching their bombs into the city, and um, because they hate it, 
And then people who think they're okay, like Christians who think, oh, this is kind of an interesting book and this is wonderful. We should all read Jesus, Jesus and John Wayne. We should have a little book group about it. They're the, they're the, they're the guy on the other side of the bell ringer who hates the bell ringer and you know, is pointing out the idolatry of marriage in the church. It's just, it's just, it's just a really good analogy um, for the way things are. And I think it's, that analogy is played out in the Josh Butler thing. Yeah, um, I think we got like a, we got to vis- feel it viscerally. It's not just an analogy. We saw it happen. And I just pray that. Because Josh Butler is inside the city. He's in the city. He's a Christian. Yeah. And he made a mistake, maybe. Yeah. And and so now uh, the Beth Allen Barr wants to kill him. <laughs> and, and, and those, and, and, and then the Tim Keller center and interesting going along with her and angry the marriage is good for women like let's just we should this has been going on a long time let's just say that marriage is good for women not every marriage is good for every woman not every woman should get married Mm -hmm. blah 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 (laughs) marriage though is one of the gifts that god gives and a life with a man and if it's okay and it's not abusive and weird is good for women you can say that that's a christian thing to say yeah and married sex is good right so yeah. it's a picture of christ in the church uh and so, even worse from the perspective of those who are uh, whacking at the city um, when, when a person's married, his body belongs to his wife. And when his wife is married, his, her body belongs to him. Yeah. Not for abuse, but, but because that's what that's, Paul says. That's what Roman, it says in, in the Bible. Seven, right, it just right, right. says that in the Bible. Right, right. <laughs> so if you hate that, if you think it's misogynist to say that you're rejecting the scripture mm-hmm. and you're not a Christian. Right. So. Repent and believe the gospel. I think we should end there. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.